1: To the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
0: I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water. As many of you know, I have had this show for over nine years. We've been an educational feature show about what we believe is a global crisis that has been going on for many, many, many years from the beginning of time. And the reason I'll explain that from the beginning of time, the earth that you're living on thrives on water. That's the living species of your breath of life to the recycling of your own body water, living with the water in the atmosphere, the water vapor. It recycles along with the surface water, that is there living too. And stop to think when you walk your planet Earth, everything is a living life, a species of life that has been studied for thousands of years. I personally like to go back to the Chinese thousands of years and study with what they were learning along with the Greeks. With what they were learning along the way of where we're at today is this. We've been living on a planet that lives with water. Without the water, there is no life. With not enough water, life begins to have many more diseases and diminishes in time, in long-term time. No panic at all. Those of us that are studying out there in the world to be able to determine what we can do to diminish the diseases or at least control them to co- proactively understand why they're a disease and what is happening to those symptoms. And I call them symptoms before they become a disease. Thousands of years ago, they were more on top of understanding and evaluating and, and, and the analysis of what was happening with the symptoms that become what we say disease. Follow me. Your body is water. Why is your body water? Because the earth is a body of water, thriving with moisture from the air. The earth has moisture in the air to keep you alive, called water vapor. And the water vapor changes in temperature. At the beginning of the time, billions of years ago, The water vapor that was around the planet for billions of years before the rain began, the droplet began, but all of a sudden the droplet began because of evaporation. A temperature changed in the vapor for it to start having what we call raindrops. Remember, words are inventions. The raindrops came down and a life began in a cycle for billions of years. Millions of years later, the cycle began with life living in water at all moments of of the every moment every moment every breath Now I'm going to say to you this what was left behind is now found We just did a press release on that what was lost is now found because we need to understand the holistic research Of all those individuals for the thousands of years and hundreds of years coming forth today, where we're at today, that life thrives because of water in the atmosphere, the water vapor. Your body is water. And as I've said every show... The brain is 80 to 85% water, but in the womb, the eyes and the brain connect at the same moment. In your mother's womb of the pocket of water, we call it, where you're nourishing and you're beginning your life. The organism of life is beginning for you. The eyes and the brain connect at the same moment, but the surface of the eye is 99% water. So what do you think is happening with vision impairment and those symptoms? Evaporation of eyes to serious dehydration, loss of water at the surface of the eyes, your teeth, eight to ten percent water, your heart, seventy five to eighty percent water, your lungs, seventy five to eighty, your liver seventy to seventy five, bones. 20 to 25, skin, 70 to 75, your kidneys, 80 to 85, your blood, 50%, your muscles are 70 to 75%. What are you? A unique living life of water, living with the water in the atmosphere. Once you arrived in that birthing moment and you left the pocket of water in you, entered in that delivery spot you entered into the water and the atmosphere that keeps you alive. Your eyelid opens and the baby begins to absorb water from the atmosphere to supplement the water on the surface of the eye. Nature's recycling began immediately because you are evaporating water from the moment you were born and you left that pocket of water. The water that you're living in every day To keep you alive is the sea of invisible water. Water vapor is vital to your life. No two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. Everybody has a little unique appearance. What is your life and your decision? Have you been educated enough? No, we all agree education is very important to your life cycle. The symptoms are out of control. We know this because research left the holistic research behind to go forward in what they call a dualism of study, which we believe there is a monism of study. There's a universal study that is coming to pass in the past years. That universal study is getting back to the Chinese alternative medicine, where the Chinese, I give them credit for thousands of years, We're trying to tell the world out there, there is definitely a universal way to look at holistic medicine, and the holistic side is what scientists from all over the world are saying, that today we need to to battle those symptoms to be proactive and better education to our people on this planet, our society. We need better education. But we need our politicians and our leaders of the world. And we've started saying politicians because they're finding more priorities other than you being alive to survive this planet and, it's pro- and the way you need to live to be healthy. There's so many distractions in their lives today. By far more distractions, it's a maze. It's like a mirage. What the seriousness of the water should be priority. I know what we've had on our show from Holland that in Holland their first government was set up as a government of water and all the governments around the world were set up to be governments of the priority of water. Water, water, water. How serious is it? Yes. And you're hearing all of the controversy of what's going on with the pollution in the atmosphere. If that's what keeps us alive, we need to consider what we need to learn more about the atmosphere. The Red Cross, there's some research being done, the Red Cross, water being used as a weapon of a war in Syria. I've, we've said that on this show for years. The Middle East for hundreds of years has been tribal wars over water. Of course they're frightened. They're a fan. They may have money with oil, but they have no water if you can't stay alive. And look at what the kind of water the sand is doing, what is happening with the atmosphere. It's been diminishing. The populations for hundreds of years have been diminishing. Over in China, they've been real struggling because they have an industrial revolution with the water in the atmosphere. It's causing serious symptoms besides the pollution of the water. Alaskan villagers struggle on an island because of climate change. The island is being what they call chewed up because of water and problems of climate. We're locked in a three-foot... We've said this for years. The ocean's coming up, but the fresh water is diminishing on the surface. We need to do something about it. And by the way, technology can do something about this. There's a story here about a 75-year-old engineer who created a machine for water to be taken out of the atmosphere. We've always known that. Water can be achieved from the atmosphere, but there is water on the surface of the planet with the rains and the aquifers so that we don't have to use up or alter the water in the atmosphere because we do not want to do anything to change that temperature. We want the climate to work with what the cycle of the harmony of the solar system is working with the planet Earth. We have to be so careful with that solar system of recycling with the universal way that Earth is living in harmony with that water vapor in the air along with the rest of the solar system. So please, let's beg everybody, let's use our common sense and get back to the holistic scientists that have been studying as you know, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, Water Life Science. Many, many years ago, I knew that if we didn't get better education and learn more technology, these symptoms and this planet are not going to be thriving and may eventually, long-term, I know you'll be gone, and many other people uh, will, be, will they be thinking of a future long-term. Let's think long-term. It's like I always say at the end of our show, Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave something of yourself behind to let the generations of life to come of children to know you cared. We took care of this planet forever. It's the water. Today we have a very exciting guest, Eon Wiesnacht, and I hope I pronounced his last name right. He's an award-winning author and investigative journalist and has many best-selling books, and we'll have him on in a minute. He is coming to us from New Zealand, and what a beautiful country New Zealand is with water. I will talk, we will listen to our sponsor, and we'll be back to talk with Eon. But our sponsor is Nature's Tears I Missed, an application of water life science in your life. When you want to be a part of the water life science and and bringing water to the focus of your life, how important it is, nature's tears eye mist is a mist for the eyes because of the supplementation that is necessary to supplement the eyes because the water and the atmosphere may not be providing you what you need for your supplement. The eyes, Your eyes may be evaporating too quickly. Your symptoms may be... Itchy, burning, red eyes, fatigue easily, drowsiness, um, anger. It can even be because of eyes. Even they say some criminal activity because of eyes not getting the proper nutrient to be able to see healthy. Be, uh, be uh, a very healthy eye is a mo- must-have. The amount of moisture at 99% water for you to be able to have healthy eyes we've had people say the eyes are your life and i have learned after studying eyes you must realize you are your eyes are your life because of that water that is so important connected to the brain and living with the atmosphere electrolytically we'll listen to just a mist nature's tears i mist, and we'll be right back with Eon.
2: Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now back to the program.
0: Today I want to introduce you to the audience to Ian Wishart. He is a multi-award-winning investigative journalist, best-selling author of more than 20 books. Who now, in his fourth decade, in his new news business, is now in the fourth decade of his news business. His writing style has often been compared to others that are in the business that are very well known, and um, and one of them is John Grisham. He's been a radio news director, a chief of staff for television news, and a magazine editor. His work has been featured in Times of London. Daily Mail, New Zealand Herald, America's massive coast-to-coast radio programs, to name a few. His books, Tutelianism, I Tutelia, pardon me, I apologize, Tutelia, Um Aircon, Vitamin D, have become Amazon's bestsellers worldwide. He is a sought-after speaker, and we have him on with us today. Are you with us, Eon? Good morning, Sharon. How are you? I am fine. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Wishart?
3: Well, that was Wishart. That's did right. The Scots would call it Wishart, but it's Wishart.
0: Okay. Well, I'm married to a man from the Netherlands, and uh, thought... we have to correct our names. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you for coming on today. You're living in a country where there's lots of beautiful water.
3: Yeah, I am, and uh, actually, well, I actually was listening to the uh, to the promotion earlier, and uh just thinking how blessed I am to, to live in this country, New Zealand, we actually live on a, uh, a rural lifestyle block. We collect our water from the sky in uh, big rain tanks, and um, it, it's beautiful.
0: Now, to explain that real quickly. Uh, in, in New Zealand, they are taking water out of the atmosphere and putting it in in vats?
3: Yeah, and, the, uh, the, the, New Ze- the New Zealand urban environment, the cities, all have uh, reticulated water supplies, obviously, but... Um, the rural rural areas we don't have pipe networks out there, so everyone's on on rainwater tanks and um, uh, collection systems. So we are collecting our. We're very much tied to the to the seasons and tied to the uh, to the to the weather patterns. Uh, but it's beautiful water.
0: Wonderful. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, for you to know about me a little bit too, uh, my field has been studying for thirty years. A water life science and understanding the human body's water and, and the evaporation problems that are causing the symptoms of those of the diseases. And then there, what is the uh, recycling impact of the water vapor of the air because the water vapor of, in the air, in the atmosphere, is also evaporating and electrolytically charged like the body is. So I brought the two together for the first time in history, E.ON., and so that the world would begin to understand in the medical field, and I'm in the medical field, with analysis and evaluations with my team, scientists all over the world, that the water of the body is recycling every day electrolytically with the water in the atmosphere, the water vapor. And they must recycle. That is the health of all life on the planet, is that evaporation and recycling. And we've had some breakthroughs in the eyes and other directions we're going. But we believe that the water in the atmosphere was overlooked with the influence on your body water. And the human body is evaporating from birth, as you were listening to me, with a severe problem that there's not enough moisture in the air because of the climate change. There's a temperature change for many, many, many years. So every country needs to learn how to recycle and to be able to make that a healthier, let's say a healthier climate to live in in their country for the body water to be able to understand the root of the problems of those diseases called symptoms. Mm. And in Chinese medicine thousands of years ago, and you and I are going to be studying today together the vitamin D, and I say the word studying together, and that's what this show is, is that we are understanding that that evaporation is causing an individual problem because no two people really are evaporating exactly alike. What are your symptoms? But were you ever educated about that? No. They left it behind long ago uh, for a quick fix. And uh, your investigation has brought together now uh, vitamin D. And why did you start with vitamin D?
2: Oh, And by the way, when
0: you're, t- when you're talking, slow, uh, talk a little slow because you're talking at such a distance there and uh, uh, we're on the phone so my listeners can really understand every word you're having to say. But yes. why didn't you start with vitamin D?
3: Vitamin D, I, I, I edited a New a magazine called Investigate and one of the stories we came across, oh, it must be uh, 8 or 10 years ago now, was a, a report out of Europe that um, New Zealand had a lower rate of melanoma deaths, uh, skin cancer deaths, uh, despite right. having the highest UV um, uh, levels in the world.
0: Melanoma, yeah. I predicted years ago, Eon, because of that water in the atmosphere that was overlooked and the evaporation of the body is going to be out of control.
3: Hmm. Well, it's, it's certainly interesting because one of the things in the, with the whole melanoma uh, problem, is that we've been taught to use uh, sunscreens and do the Slip Slop Slap campaign for the last 30-odd years. And sunscreens, of course, put a a moisture barrier across the the skin. But uh, one of the things that we didn't know, in which the Vitamin D book uh, explains in detail, is that there is not a single study in the world uh, that unquestionably proves that sunscreens actually prevent skin cancer in the form of melanoma, which is shocking uh, information, and most people are not aware of that.
0: I can can answer a little bit of that for you with my research in skin. The skin is evaporating from the moment you were born with that influence of the air and the water vapor. No two skins alike, no two eyes alike. What I mean is no two fingerprints. Along Mm. the way... They didn't have the education that was necessary. They got to a quick fix. But when you apply a cream, a lotion, a potion, anything on the skin, Eon, that's to trap the moisture, to slow it down. But if you do not have enough moisture individually and you're evaporating too quickly to what's called out-of-control dehydration, the sunscreen will not be of benefit. And especially if you're not drinking a lot of water. You're right.
3: Yeah, well, what the, uh, the, the studies show, and this is what tweaked my interest as an investigative journalist, I thought, well, how is it that uh, New Zealand's uh, death rates from melanoma are so low when our UV rates are so high? Because, of course, we have the ozone layer from the Antarctic, from the South Pole, uh, they close know. to us, so we get a lot of UV in New Zealand very, and, and also the South Pole is closer to the sun because of the Earth's tilt than the North Pole is. So there were some interesting avenues to go down and start researching and I started looking into this whole vitamin D issue and what I found was that um, the, the use of sunscreens had primarily uh, prevented us from getting as much vitamin D from the sun as we normally get now. For listeners to understand, our bodies are designed to, to live and work under the sun and have been for, for hundreds of thousands of years. And we have a, developed a process to um, develop and, and, and ingest vitamin D that's created when the sunlight hits your skin. And when we put on, uh, or when we moved into the industrial revolution and moved inside into factories and, and the office buildings and so forth, we weren't being exposed to the sun as much. And when in our weekends and our holidays, we, whenever we went outside, we were slapping on sunscreen and long sleeve shirts and, and sun hats. We weren't getting the vitamin D there either. And what we found in the research and the studies in the vitamin D book is that there's been a huge explosion in cancers and heart disease and uh, virtually every modern illness
0: Out of uh, has, gone, has gone up
3: right. modern, um, while our vitamin D levels have gone down.
0: Right, right. And I like your word "explosion," because it has out of control. They can't figure it out.
3: No, they can't. And and this is the real the real issue. And so I was passionate about exposing this this issue for the public because I think it's such a major public health issue. So in uh, 2012, I wrote uh, the culmination of, of years of research by pulling together hundreds of vitamin D scientific and medical studies. And, and, and synthesizing them into this vitamin D book, Is This the Miracle Vitamin? And it covers, I, I found, this vitamin D deficiency is covering virtually every modern illness, from Alzheimer's to sexual impotency, to uh, multiple sclerosis to cancers to um, uh, heart disease, you name it, Even even common infections. It's just across the board, and people are not aware of it. And the vitamin D book has... In itself, exploded across the world because people are becoming a, a much more aware of this lack of this essential vitamin.
0: Now, on with vitamin D. When you were interviewing your people, and by the way, uh, audience, I need to know that's what his expertise is. He's an, in, an investigative journalist and author. When you were interviewing people out there about the vitamin D deficiency, what was the excuse that we don't? They didn't have enough better education about vitamin D in the medical field.
3: Let me tell you a little secret. Over here in New Zealand, I do radio broadcasts fairly frequently and I talk about vitamin D. And we have a a big network over here that I speak on regularly. And on one occasion about three years ago, I was talking about vitamin D and breast cancer. And the new studies are showing that uh, vitamin D can reduce your risk of breast cancer by up to 70% if your vitamin D levels are good. It's a, it's a huge increase, and there's not a drug on the market that can achieve that sort of reduction in risk. So I was regaling the, 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 the network with uh, the details of this and, and how, it, how it works, and they got an email from an anonymous person. Well, they gave their name, but it was a private Hotmail account saying, Ian Wishart is, is just, um, you know, quackery. It's, it's just rubbish. There's no, no truth in this vitamin D deficiency issue. It certainly doesn't help with cancer. Get them off your station and lay a complaint with the Broadcasting Standards Authority. So the radio network fr- uh, fired me a copy of this email and said, what are your comments on it? And I commented on the accuracy of my, of my scientific studies and, and several a quote in the medical journal reports. But I did a trace on the email address. and It, uh, it took me uh, a good day and a half to work through all the internet sites where this email address had been used and I finally found a real identity behind this email address. And the real identity he turned out to be one of the senior executives at Greg Smith Klein. And I thought, why is one of the world's largest
0: pharmaceutical Eon, companies... Yeah, Eon, I hate to interrupt. up. We're going to take one break only. I only have one break, and we're yep. going to do it right now for our sponsor, and we're going to come right back, and you're going to tell us that secret about what you've been <laughs> well, fighting up against uh, trying to educate our society on the planet for a healthier place on what they didn't know about vitamin D. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We're to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist to supplement the eyes with moisture, water, tissue culture-grade water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only product technology like it in the world. We're going to be launching in China this year with a biotech company and be watching and listening, and we'll be announcing who that is soon. But we'll listen to our sponsor with Nature's Tears I missed with just a mist, and we'll be right back with Eon.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
0: We're talking to Eon Wishart, award winning investigative journalist and best selling author in Auckland, New Zealand, today, and this has been very exciting, Eon. You have said that with before we go on and you're going to tell us about what you butted up against, explain as a, from a layman's point of view so that people would understand, what is vitamin D? And what did you learn when you were writing the book, why it is so important?
3: Vitamin D, Sharon, is called a vitamin, but in fact it's a, it's a pro-hormone. It's a, it's a type of steroid hormone. And it is created in our bodies by the process of UV light hitting our skin and effectively giving us a suntan. When, when you get UV light when you sunbathe, your body creates vitamin D. And in one sunbathing session, say for uh, 20 or 30 minutes, you can create 20,000 units of vitamin D. Now, to put that in perspective, the uh, medical profession has been telling people that they need only 600 units of vitamin D a day. Uh, and uh, it turns out that those levels are far too low to give you any major health benefits and this was the thing. This, was, this is the thing that emerged from my book, my Vitamin D book, is it the miracle vitamin. Because what that book shows is that the scientific studies, and there are thousands of them, are recommending that uh, our vitamin D levels need to be much, much higher. Our vitamin D intake needs to be around four or five thousand units a day, in order to give us some of the benefits against cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, uh, autism, um, stroke, colds, flu. Crohn's disease, mental illness. Vitamin D has an impact across a range of health issues, but to get those benefits, your vitamin D levels have to be uh, very good, uh, and you need to be taking four, or 5,000 units a day and get your blood levels checked on a, a three-, four-monthly basis. But uh, So I was telling this radio network about this, and I got this email. that I tracked back, as I said before the break, to GlaxoSmithKline, which is one of the world's largest pharmaceutical drug makers, and I thought to myself, why on earth is GlaxoSmithKline bothering with my vitamin D book? And then I realized when I did some more research if GlaxoSmithKline is a major maker of uh, chemotherapy drugs for cancer. And when they're charging $100,000 $150,000 a year to treat um, patients uh, and they're making huge profits from cancer drugs, of course their bottom line is going to be affected if people are more healthy and they're not getting cancer. And then I had had a a second email that was also tracked back to the Breast Cancer Foundation of New Zealand when I found out that GlaxoSmithKline was a major sponsor of the Breast Cancer Foundation. So organized medicine was, in effect, starting to attack the vitamin D research, not through research of their own, but by trying to deflect from the issue. And so it became even more important to get the vitamin D book message out so that people understood, this is what you're up against. The, the, The modern pharmaceutical world to lose a fortune if people are more healthy. Vitamin D can help make people much more healthy. People need to know about it.
0: Well, well I'm going to say something there for a minute uh, for ev- evaluations, is that the medical field wants everybody to be healthy. They came up with different, very expensive, it's a very expensive to do research, ask me, uh, with what we do, Uh, in research. But it's very expensive. And then when they finally get it to the audience called the patients, the doctors, and the professionals, the the reason it's so expensive is because of what it took to get there with all the regulations approved. Now, um, vitamin D uh, depletion in the body Did you run into symptoms of when you were interviewing professionals and the physicians and the scientists and individuals, did you learn that certain cultures had more vitamin D than others?
3: Absolutely. The, uh, The vitamin D, as you would expect, the vitamin D levels are highest as a rule in the equatorial cultures and the tropics. Um, and the the vitamin D levels drop the further away you get from the equator as the sunlight becomes less intense. So Europeans, North Americans, New Zealanders, uh, Australians, our vitamin D levels are not that good. Um, But having said that, because of the heat of the equatorial sun and because of certain cultures, for example, in Saudi Arabia and the Middle East where people are fully clothed and women particularly wearing, um, you know, and, and that sort of thing, and they're covered from head to toe, their vitamin D levels are atrocious, and they're suffering major health issues as a result of that. And, and some of the research in the vitamin D book uh, highlights that, that, uh, that, that problem, the fact that you can live effectively in the desert under the desert sun, but because if you're taking protective measures against the sun, you're not getting vitamin D. Uh, and so okay, let's,
0: this, let's go backwards there for a minute. So your investigations and your interviews we're proving that in the tropics, where the humidity is uh, tropical and there's a lot of heavy moisture in the air, water vapor in the air, they had less. I mean, they had more vitamin D. Then you went over to the European...
3: Vitamin D stores in the fat cells of your body, and so, yes, it, it can deplete. And um, the people in the tropics had much better vitamin D levels than the people in the, in the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere.
0: Then you found over in the Middle East area where they have to live with sand all the, for many, many, many years now and not enough water on the surface of, this, of the ground. There is no soil really. It's sand, which is a lifeless microorganism of life sand. But you found that because they're wearing all these heavy clothings, they're not able to get any vitamin D from the atmosphere at all. So they have a lot of serious um, symptoms that, that they're having to deal with. They
3: do and, and they do, and the research is full of the, the conditions that the, the people in, for example, Saudi Arabia and Iran and Iraq uh, right. have, have developed. Um, with even, even in India, um, they have a big vitamin D problem over there as well, because right. they're, they're in a uh, equatorial a country as well. Now,
0: what about, did you run into, Eon any interviews with, it's forced air heating and cooling and insulated windows and walls deficiency. In other words, when you're inside a lot and you're not outside very much, that there's a deficiency of vitamin D just because of the insulated windows, walls, and the forced air heating and cooling indoors that would be depleting you, causing you more evaporation. Did you run into any of that? The biggest
3: problem with vitamin D indoors is that um, no UV light penetrates or no UVB light, which is what makes the vitamin D, penetrates glass. So if you're sitting inside in a, in a conservatory or in a, in a glass house or in front of your window on a sunny day and you think to yourself, I'm creating some vitamin D just sitting here basking in the sun inside my inside my lounge, you're not because the UV light will not transfer through glass. There's some of the damaging UVA a light does, that it doesn't create vitamin D. So people working indoors have much lower vitamin D levels and much higher rates of cancer.
0: Right. And isn't that startling? Eon, stop and think about it. And I'm the founder of Save a Child's Life to Recognize Melanoma in Time uh, Foundation uh, many, many years ago. I was worried. I'm still worried. I'm in the midst of research and evaporation of the body water as a life science center but when you stop to think about the lack of education and people are not being taught how do you improve your life to for these deficiencies and you think about melanoma and skin diseases but it also is attributed to probably all out of like you say the explosion of all of these symptoms that are happening in people all over the world they're not being educated that's why I started this show, Eon. That's why you wrote your book. Education's vital.
3: It is vital, and this it's a is exactly maker. it is. It is exactly the, the reason that I wrote the book. I mean, I, I normally cover uh, murders, uh, major international scandals, that sort of thing, and, and uh, political intrigue. But this vitamin D issue was so important to public health that I had to put it together in a vitamin D book and get mm-hmm. the information out there. And and to give you an example. When I first published it in New Zealand, uh, there was very little discussion at all or very little awareness of vitamin D. Now, every time you turn on the radio or the TV, there are ads from companies saying, you know, get your vitamin D supplements from us. <laughs> Everybody right. is now aware of the need for vitamin D. And the book, the, the vitamin D is this miracle vitamin book, has just been sold international rights to, to Brazil. And interestingly enough, a market, a Portuguese language market of nearly 300 million people um, and they 're very hot on, on the need for vitamin D education, so there is a, a transformation going across the world as people become aware of these issues and how much their own personal health. I had, I had a letter from a doctor the other day, and he said to me, "I read your book in two thousand and twelve, and I began prescribing vitamin D for my patients, and he said, uh, "I have noticed a particular impact on people with uh, dementia." He said, the moment that they come into my clinical practice with the first signs of dementia or Alzheimer's, I give them uh, 50,000 units of vitamin D a week, which is uh, four times the New Zealand uh, official recommended dose level. Um, So he was doing four times that amount. But he said, what happens to the patients is incredible, he says, the the dementia appears to stop dead and in some cases even reverse as they get some of their faculties back. So it's mm-hmm. just that's the power of vitamin D that I've seen in clinical practice as a result of reading your book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I've heard a lot about vitamin D too here in the United States, uh, recommending the doctors are recommending more vitamin D for energy for older people and trying to get their um, energy back and their alertness, and I've heard that. I've heard that too. They've been now. Is there a, when you were interviewing? Did you have anybody who is at their expertise is vitamin D supplementation um, and, and technology? Did they ever bring up some of the ways you can get it from food?
3: Whole food yeah, You case. can get you, you can get vitamin D from food, and, and I go into this in the vitamin D book. Um, but it's, vitamin D in food is hard to get, and it's essentially. It comes from fatty, fatty meats uh, and, and ironically, mushrooms. So if you're an Eskimo, uh, Inuit person living in uh, Alaska, uh, you get vitamin D from uh, reindeer meat and, um, uh, and salmon and that sort of thing. Uh, but if you're not living in Alaska on that particular diet, you don't have any reindeer running around, um, yeah. then your chances of getting vitamin D from food are quite low. But to give you an example, um, most food contains maybe 200, 300 units of vitamin D. That's if you can get it. Um, even a piece of salmon might only contain 300 units of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. If you need 5,000 units of vitamin D a day, you're going to be needing to eat an awful lot of food to get it. And that's why right. our bodies have developed the process of converting sunlight into vitamin D. That's, that's precisely okay. why that evolutionary mechanism has developed.
0: Um, is developed. of course, if we're not getting
3: the sunlight, then, then we have a problem.
0: Right. This has been my concern, and I have studied it, and I have a lot of physicians that are really uh, into the vegan, and I've studied the whole food, and I, 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 and I personally love vegetables and whole food. Uh, but it, there's, you cannot get all of your supplements every day with what you eat. It's impossible to eat that much. And we that, have to that, be concerned.
3: exactly that, that, the problem. Pardon? That is exactly the problem. You would have to eat. I mean,
0: there's, there's <laughs> truckloads have to, so to the vitamin D. Now, back to vitamin D. When you decided to do vitamin D, what was the reason that you decided that was so important to you personally? Because everybody does, has missions and what they do. What was your, wh- How did you find out about vitamin D
3: deficiency? Well, I just said, I was working as a magazine editor and a story came across our, our news wires from our newswires from Europe and uh, it alerted us to the fact that vitamin D levels were important and that they had a cancer-preventing aspect to them. Um, now, that tweaked my investigative journalist um, antennae and that's, that was my prime motivation for looking into it. Mm-hmm. But the uh, impact on... Um, one of the things that, that came out of the research in the vitamin D book is that you actually need it from cradle to grave. In fact, before cradle, you need it in pregnancy big time. And the women are not getting enough vitamin D and their babies are not getting enough vitamin D in the womb. And the impact of that is that they're much more prone. Children who are born to vitamin D deficient mothers are much more likely to develop autism, to develop multiple sclerosis, to develop skin allergies and food allergies down the track, uh, even to be prone to mental illness in their teens and, and going off the rails. And that may also be a reason for the plague of these sorts of things in our current culture is that women are not getting sufficient vitamin D to give to their, to their infant children in the womb. And their children's brain, there's a, the research in the vitamin D book shows there are receptors in the brain of the fetus that require, actually require, vitamin D. And if you're not getting the right levels of vitamin D, your brain doesn't develop properly. So it can have an impact on your life from the moment of conception. That's why this is such a fundamentally important issue. That's why it's such a fundamentally important book. Um, And so that was my prime motivation. Now, I put it into place with uh, one of our our pregnancies because we had a child after I discovered this, and I made sure that my wife uh, took uh, the recommended dosage of vitamin D4, 5,000 units a day. And uh, that child is is the healthiest child I have ever seen. I don't think she's seen the inside of a medical clinic in, in two years. So that, that, to me, was testimony to the, 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 the need for vitamin D. She's bright, she's alert, she's absolutely she's fantastic.
0: Uh, yeah, let's explain uh, with your book. Your book had had to say it. And uh, what is the, what is the uh, function of vitamin D within the organism of the body? What is that functioning? Vitamin D does a
3: range of things. We found that, and, and I go into this in the book, we found that every single major organ in the body from the skin to the brain to the heart to the lungs to the liver, uh, pancreas, all of this, all all the of major the organs, organs are all of you, has a, a genetic um, marker that requires vitamin D. They have vitamin D receptors in those organs. And that's the only, it's the only vitamin that the body actually has those receptors for. They don't have them for vitamin A or anything like that. They have them for vitamin D. And that was the clue to scientists and medical researchers that there was something special about vitamin D when they studied the human genome and they found that the, the organs all require vitamin D, and we suddenly realized, gee, we need to be taking this seriously. And what it does is it, uh, it, it boosts a range of, uh, has a range of chemical reactions within your body. One of the most fundamental ones is a process called apoptosis. Apoptosis, and what that is, is it uh, stimulates the white blood cells to uh, detect and pop cancer cells as they develop. So if you have high levels of vitamin D circulating in your blood, in other words, your vitamin D levels are good, your immune system is much more finely tuned to attack cancer cells. If you have low vitamin D levels, if you're working in an office and driving to, to work in a car and you're not getting much sun and you use sunscreen, if you have low vitamin D levels, your immune system is not as finely tuned to detect and kill cancers by a process of apoptosis. So you need vitamin D to regulate cancer cells, and cancer cells, for those who who don't know, are normal body cells that have become unregulated and they suddenly start reproducing uh, rogue, and your body is supposed to detect them and often does without you being aware of it. But if if your immune system is not up to scratch, those cancer cells can slip through and grow into tumors. Now, vitamin D plays a crucial role, and that's why the studies are showing that um, if you have high vitamin D levels, you can reduce your risk of cancer. By up to seventy percent, which is incredible.
0: Now, in in your book, did you go back and study? Because this is what I do when I study. Did you go back and find out when what era of our time and found uh, founded the vi- supplement of vitamin D to call it vitamin D? Where, what era of our life did they was was the founding uh, that that they find this discovery? Uh, that there, there was two, a vitamin things, called
3: D. Yeah. What era? There were, there were two, for two eras or two things that we found out uh, about a hundred years ago that gave us a clue before vitamin D was identified as a vitamin itself. And those were the issues of tuberculosis and the issues of rickets. Where rickets is a uh, a bone disorder for for children, particularly who don't get enough vitamin D, their their legs, their bones become brittle and bent. And uh, it was a common disease in the Industrial Revolution because, of course, people were working in factories, even kids were working in factories. No one was getting sunlight anymore. And up to that time, they were only working out in the fields and getting plenty of sunlight. When we moved indoors in the Industrial Revolution, rickets suddenly became a huge problem and tuberculosis exploded as well. And partly it was because of confined spaces that people were in, but also because vitamin D played a very key role in killing tuberculosis. Now, it used to be 100 years ago, they realized that there was an impact from the sun, that if they put tuberculosis patients out in the sun, they recovered more quickly, but they didn't know why. The same thing applied with rickets, and they did realize with rickets that um, if they gave the the children a dosage of cod liver oil, which is very high in vitamin D, um, that they could get rid of the rickets problem, and they did. Mm -hmm. Um, But they didn't know what vitamin D was until the middle of the the 20th century, when they finally identified what vitamin D was, they thought it was simply related to rickets and, and bone health. And that's where most of the research stayed until about 1980, 1990. It was only at that stage that research started to look into whether vitamin D had a wider impact on health. And it's only in the last 10, 15 years that scientists have stunned themselves to discover that vitamin D is crucial to health across the board. And and the, the impact of the flip Slop Slap sunscreen campaign has is in fact, made our health worse. Uh, So to give you an example, in New Zealand, in New Zealand we lose maybe 250 people a year to melanoma skin cancer, and we have this massive uh, publicity campaign for sunscreens. But there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people who die of other cancers, and the impact of vitamin D on preventing those far outweighs the the number of people who die from skin cancer. So by protecting yourself from skin cancer, you may be opening yourself up to other cancers. That's the lesson from vitamin D research.
0: Yeah, in my studies, as I'm listening to you and what your investigation brought out to the audience to study, is that what, all those areas that you were explaining to me and my background, because my background is studying the evaporation of the body water loss that causes these symptoms because of water, each organ of the body has a certain level of water. The evaporation of each organ is depending upon all the other organs and how they retain their moisture loss and evaporate in a healthy manner, too. The body, we had a doctor on here from University of Washington, Dr. Jerry Pollack, bioengineering specialist, that found a fourth water in the body. And that relationship to the water and the atmosphere is what you're talking about today, is when you're talking about the, the uh, atmosphere and the sun and uh, the vitamin D, that what we're getting from is a supplement from the air we're living in. And it's the air we're living in, that water vapor that keeps us alive, Eon. That mm. life in the water that's invisible that you don't see is your best friend to keep you alive. If you're not retaining enough water in your own individual body, And the eyes are quite a clue to us, because when they brought me in many years ago to study the evaporation of the eyes to vision impairment, to uh, blindness, we could see that the eyes, when they're they're over-evaporating. In fact, even in your country, you probably see children wearing glasses young all over the world. More children younger every year are wearing glasses, because that's vision impairment, uh, they have been saying that many of our criminal activities are eyes of people who had no idea that their anxiety and their anger and their frustrations and their, their, their fighting is, is the, the, the problems of the eyes. But, of course, that it connects with the brain and, and because it's 90% of the brain's activity and the rest of the organs. So vitamin D deficiency, for me to study, would be is the retention of water problems and if the, there's enough vitamin D it may retain um, the water not to over evaporate because as you know when you over evaporate melanoma is out of control in your body and if you've heard that you can get melanoma in the eyes you can have melanoma in the brain you've known yeah. that you knew that and that's startling to people on our societies They'd have yeah, no but, idea. And it's probably back to the lack of education about vitamin D, Eon.
3: Yeah, well, You're vi- a hero. vitamin D regulates your entire organ system. And that's the, the point. It, it controls how fast your organs are processing things, it controls what your organs are doing. So it will have an impact on uh, how fast anything evaporates uh, because it regulates your organic function. It's, a, it's a, a, an integral and crucial to what's called the endocrine system. In your body,
0: which is what governs well, the way you're working. Ed- education is so vital. Uh, we're in the midst of launching Nature's Tears i in China with uh, a pharmaceutical group. And uh, the word education, education, don't sell, educate for people to be better, to have an understanding of their health issues and how do you live on the planet with the nature we're here with. Now, you only have a moment left and because I went over the, the, the minute I had left for you. Would you like to tell us how to find you on the Internet?
3: If people simply Google Ian Wishart or if they look for vitamindbook.com or if they go to Amazon and just search for Ian Wishart, they'll find oh. me no problem at all. Uh, the Vitamin D book is available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, and uh, it, uh, it's, a, it's a worldwide bestseller, and I do encourage people to read. Now, it are you before. being sold
0: in, with Ali and Ali with Alibaba and China yet?
3: Uh yeah. The, the Chinese market is looking to actually do a translation of the vitamin D book okay. into Mandarin. Okay. It's one of those books that is, people say it's changed my life and it's, it's changed my health. That, that's the impact of it, and that's what well, I'm, I'm
0: taking it it. it. it looks like you did your road work and your mission has been there, unselfishly. I want to thank you for coming on today, and if you ever want to come on again, you let our program producer, Polly Featherton, know, and we'll bring you on again. I have never been to New Zealand, but I hear it's a beautiful country. I want to thank you for coming on.
3: All of this and, and, and you have a very special day,
0: and you be well. Thank Bye. All the
3: best.
0: Bye-bye. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. I hope you learned that vitamin D, I've known that for a long time. The physicians are really recommending it. it is, uh, his book looks like a winner to get it better understood, and he's a very good in- investigative journalist because he does, he's very thorough. He was able to answer the questions well. I want to thank you for listening today. All of our gifts from all over the world are that special to you. What a mission everyone has. Embrace your life because they're here to help you embrace it, And but always embrace somebody else's specialty of life. But earth whispers, never say goodbye. You don't want to take it all with you. Leave something important of yourself behind for all the generations of children to come for the many, many years of eternity to know you cared. You have a special day, and you be well. Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.